She's born in South Africa and brought up in Hong Kong, and she's also the founder of Bubble Talks, which addresses mental health. Let's welcome Joanne. Me and Joanne, we met back in high school, right? Yeah. How long was that? Five years. Five years. Yeah, and then I always remembered you as like... ABC, African-born Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> and then we all graduated. <laughs> Recently, on your social media and stuff, you started creating a lot of mental health platforms, just addressing these issues, like on YouTube, on Instagram. So basically, Joanne founded Bubble Talks, and is the humble state also managed by you? Yes, it is. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, Bubble Talks is a platform to raise awareness for mental health, self love, some personal struggles, but in a non-conventional way that it's more um, stimulating, uh, visual, creative. Well, the humble state was more of a solution for me to share my feelings of my journey and things that I've learned. Um, so that's a quotes account that many of my friends, I made them follow it. And what do you mean you made them? I followed it like willingly, okay? And willingly. And like, <laughs> like it comes to a point now that they don't even remember it's me who's running it. But that's, yeah, that's one thing I've been consistent with. I've been uploading every day for like the past three years, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's something I've always wanted to do after my mental health struggle. Um, but the quotes was just a way for me to, yeah, rent everything out and uh, also motivate people who are always constantly on their phone. Yeah, I heard that you were talking about how you had sort of like a mental health crisis. What was that? Like, how did you overcome it? Um, I overburnt myself. I was trying to do everything at once. I was really working hard. Um, um, even during high school, when my friends were like having a nice summer, I was working instead, um, part-time working as like a gelato s- a server, um, but I enjoyed it. I was gaining that experience. But then when it got into university, I kept pushing myself to work hard because my parents were working really hard to raise um, their children and uh, us they never went to university. So the fact that they're still work, working to this day, even, mm-hmm. I'm the last child. So it, it had this ethic, like 
mindset that I need to work hard. And it just like, that, that was just, that was it. So I was joining Isaac. I was working. I was studying. I was also trying to party. You know, work hard, play hard. Yeah. I think you yeah. have to be very careful. Like for me, you have to add in the word rest hard. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you, I was at a point where I pushed my limits, my physical health to the point where my body just shut down on me. And then I started like losing focus in school. And then suddenly as extroverted as I am, I wasn't talking to people. I lost uh, concentration, poor memory. I had no diet. So then there was a point where my behavior switched like 180 degrees. And I became, I started isolating myself from everyone around me. And then that's like you mentioned, like some, oh, the dark side took overtook me, like mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. Everything around me is so negative, like um, the mm-hmm. news, everything. And there's something called suicide contagion, mm-hmm. which is especially social media. You're looking at everyone, and for example, it says this person died, this person hanged themselves, and it's becoming mm-hmm. more prevalent in this society, right? And yeah. when you watch it, it actually might trigger someone to even do it so that's what happened yeah. to me um but yeah fast forward actually i tried to suffocate myself with a pillow then my parents admitted me to a mental hospital um it didn't really help it worsened my mental mm-hmm. health so like mm-hmm. for five weeks i had no form of contact no wi-fi no social media no no nothing like um so that time i was really alone stuck with my thoughts um, when I came out of the hospital, I actually wasn't too attached to my phone either. So I started having the time to think about myself. Like, what? I'm a person who is very critical of myself. I like to link different like psychological factors. So mm-hmm. I looked at my previous self and I was thinking like, um, mm-hmm. I realized I didn't love myself at all and no confidence. I felt worthless and hopeless. So I started off with self-love and you just, I had to go, take a pen on a book because <laughs> my memory mm-hmm. was just so shit at that time. And I was like, what do I like? And I was like, why am I struggling with identifying what I like? Like what food do I like? What color do I like? Where do I like to go? Because I was, I was so focused on what others wanted that I lost my own identity. Mm-hmm. So when you start focusing and putting time on your own, like taking yourself out on dates, going to the cinema alone, mm-hmm. um, you want to go to a restaurant, just go alone. You don't need anyone to mm-hmm. accompany you. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> you do that too? I love watching movies on my own. Yeah, people should hype that. Yeah, um, there's this movie called Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Have you heard of it? No. What's that? I feel like, you know, Christopher Nolan Inception type of um, films. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but it's also a love story. I think I think I love this movie so much, and I would just watch it by myself. I'm going to go check it out. Yeah. Um, no, but I have a question, though. So you were saying that you realized that um, you didn't, you, you, you lacked self-love. Like, you suddenly realized that, but do you think it was... It was like because of that slow burnout or was it slowly accumulated throughout childhood or as well, like putting others people mm-hmm. others before you? Or was it because of college or like just your entire life it just made you that way at that point? 
Yes. I definitely think it's because the Asian culture, like growing up, my dad didn't allow me to cry at all. So that's the worst. <laughs> yes, I grew that's up like without. I also thought that I couldn't be sad, so I just numbed that side of my. How do I say my emotions? I just didn't have it, and then there was a time when I was depressed. I was like, "Mom, I don't feel anything at all." Like these were some warning signs already that I'm depressed.、Mm. I was like. I don't feel anything. Like there, there's a, there's a、know. feeling of feeling nothing and numb. That's a feeling. That's the thing about mental health. Like、mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's an internal battle with the mind. You know, physical、mm-hmm. health. You're like, oh, you fell. Like let's take you to the hospital. Or、mm-hmm. like,、um, emotional would be like, oh, you're crying. Like let's go eat some ice cream. But you know,、mm-hmm. the internal mind. It's like no one can see that battle, and no one's like, let's go check it out. So if we're growing up in a society that doesn't validate the fact that we should take care of our mental health, like I didn't even know about that until I, I feel like now it's much more like it's talked about much more.、Right? Definitely,、like, it's like trending right now, right? But I have great friends now. Like、uh, we don't, we don't, we don't. The conversation is never about other people; it's about us. Like you know, talking about. Talking about us, like I don't even mind sharing how fucked up I am, my decisions. Like I make fun of myself in front of them, and you know that's that's just more fun. You know, like you're focusing so much on what other people think, what other people do, then you're just comparing all the time, and you're never gonna be happy. Yeah, and you're creating this culture that normalizes,、um, you know, shitting on other people. Something、mm-hmm. you know. We're already way too late to go back and reverse this. It's it's like a, engraved in the society culture. And another thing I realized was that there's no reason to be insecure about yourself because everyone is only thinking about themselves. Honestly, exactly. <laughs> like, you got like it. No one cares what you're doing. Actually. <laughs> So whatever you want to do, you just go do it. And I, yeah, yeah, I really like the friends thing that you were talking about. Super important because you, who you are, is basically an average of the, the five people of your closest yes, friends. I know that quote. Yeah, yeah, that quote. It's really important to know to keep your circles within people that you trust and you like and you like believe in. You know, and I think it's easy to make a lot of friends. Yeah, but close friends, I would definitely keep them close and like reach out and really foster that relationship because you know those are the ones who are gonna ride and die with you. you know? Exactly, because for me, like actually through my mental health and like my suicidal ideation when I was in mental hospital, I was always worried like, what are people gonna think? They're gonna think I'm a loser. They're gonna not be friends with me, and I'm like. Thinking now, like what kind of shit friends would I've had to already be worrying about that? And during that time, two of my, three of my close friends in university, they came to visit me, and that was like an eye-opening experience to who my true friends were. And ov- Yo, obviously, the yeah, people, yeah, get it. like <laughs> it's always when you're in some, sh- and then you see who shows up, who pulls through, and you're like, all right, those are my homies. <laughs> Exactly, they're 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 the ones who like. I think, yes, you're right. When it comes to making friends, it's so easy and have a close group of friends. Talk about life. Talk about relationships. Talk about you know insecurities, weakness, and there's no judgment. The conversation ends here. You don't have to be worried about 
like, hey, don't tell anyone else because you just know there's that mutual respect. Yo, I love that. Like, I really gotta say I love the one. I do have some friends that I found it hard to cut off. Oh yeah, that's something I, everyone struggles with because when you're when you're someone who's so nice and you have an attachment to everyone, that's like probably one of the hardest thing you'll ever have to do, but you have to do it. Cause you know you want to be the bigger person. I don't want to be the person who blocks it off. You know. I definitely have been through that. Um, because we are human. It's not something like when you go through a relationship or friendship, you just take a scissors. Cut the string off. Bye. Bye. Forget it. Bye, bitch. (laughs) See you. See you never. See you never. (laughs) Because I'm also not someone who's like, bye. But I've actually had to, like, cut people out of my life. Um, Mm. it's, It's so hard. It really is. But... At the end of the day, you have to weigh, you have to weigh it out. Like if, if, even if it takes you, like sometimes you're struggling, like, is it just me? You just write down on a piece of paper, like positive and negative. And like, even with a relationship or friendship, you just like, if the negatives are like, how do I say it? I say a good relationship is not 50-50. I mean, there's always going to be one person who's doing more, like 70% you're giving and 30% they're, they're, they're giving. But it can't mm-hmm. be like you 90% giving and they're the only 10% giving or like you're the one who's like you know doing all of the work or the positive you know and they're like you know it has to be Mm -hmm. in a way that you should surround yourself with friends where you're comfortable with you don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about your mouth like oh shit did I say something or like you you don't have to be alert about your surroundings but if that person is persistently like finding you and you really can't do anything then I definitely have to say the easiest way is just to like unfollow or block them I feel like sometimes the act of letting go right just to get it through your brain is so difficult right yeah it's like as you said relationships and friendships you know, the percentages that you were talking about, but also the fact that it should be a growing process. Both of you should grow together. Like, it doesn't work out when one person already, you know, grew in a different way and this person is still talking about about other people. Yeah, that's not great. I think that relationship growing together is quite important as well, right? Yeah, and I think think it is a struggle because I... As a, as a close friend, you give them your advice. Mm. But at the end of the day, they make their own decision of their life. I love that you said that because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And that friend has persistently ignored my advice. But it's like, I love her to bits. So I'm still her friend. And it's like, you can only guide them to be better, right? But if they're engaging in such self-sabotaging negative behavior, honestly, like constantly, and it's it's because I'm someone who's lenient. I have a th- you know the the golden rule of three. Like, I don't know what is it. <laughs> I'll give someone three chances. Mm-hmm. So you can like hurt me or say something by accident, or you can screw up and like, uh, or something. After three times, I will be brutally honest and I would like cut all the filtering that I usually do and I'll be Mm -hmm. super direct. 
and tell them the, the rule of three like I gave them three chances and after that huh, this 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 Joanne that you would have never seen comes out like hey this is my opinion because at the end of the day you should protect your own well-being mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. so yes at the like you mentioned a relationship or friendship it's growing together and sometimes it's hard because you can only change someone if they want to change themselves. Mm. Yeah. And, and like, just going back to your friend, I also understand her, why she's also having struggles, like, even though you gave her a lot of opinions, because sometimes when you are in this situation versus third person's perspective, looking back in, it's very different. Definitely. All the red flags that you see as a third person looking in you can't see it when you are there yourself my closest friends I literally say like we're blind in our own situation and it's mm. so a lot like we think but we're blind so then that's why my friends I share we share our like when we're having an internal struggle or thought we share it and we're like what do you think and they give their advice and we're like oh shit like yeah they're right and then you're like, what did I think of that? Because it's normal. It's like being in love. You know, they say love is blind. It mm-hmm. is. And that comes with everything. Because when you're doing it, you're only thinking from your perspective. Like mm-hmm. how you're feeling, all the emotions. And when you get someone else, it's like, oh, yeah. And then when you're talking about it to someone else, you're like, like you're actually reflecting on yourself. And you're like, why am I doing this? Yeah. I realize when you formulate it into words and it's coming out of your mouth, you're like, 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 what am I saying? Why would I let this person do this? Exactly. Having good friends is so important and rare as well. It's a good good advice. It took me 20 years to find the close friends that I have, and there's there's three of them. That's all I need. Honestly, like ride or dies. Yeah, finding people like that just who just gets you and wants the best for you. Yo, that's rare. That is really <laughs> rare. The people that I had to cut in my life was when I was going through that struggle, they thought I was attention seeking. I was a victim. In some ways I was, but you know, they just weren't understanding. And I don't blame them because I never understood what mental health was until I experienced it. I always used to think like, oh, mental health? Oh, you mean that crazy person? Mm. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And that's the thing. Mental health is like a scale. And I was put through the worst. You know, when you, when you go, when you go to hospital, like, oh, I broke my knee. I fractured something. You go into the hospital, you put in to a different ward versus someone Mm. who needs to do heart surgery versus someone who's just there to do a regular checkup. Right. But Mm. for mental health, they put every single person in one ward. I was put with people with extreme like mental health, people screaming, people mm-hmm. hearing voices in their head, um, people with schizophrenia, people are shouting, people who were like peeing in their pants and like mm. it was in some ways it felt like hell <laughs> what I went through. But it's like that's why we need more awareness. If there's money and support, like you should develop facilities for mental health. You know, because mm. there's so much for physical health, emotional health. But what about mental health? There's no, mm. like, that's the problem right now. Like, there are resources, but there's just the connection. Oh, I'm so, I definitely feel that way. What else can we do as people who 
understand it. What can we do like on top of talking about it and like promoting like the removal of this the stigma around it? I think uh, the best way to achieve something is removing the stigma of mental health. And mm-hmm. right now that this one is nearly uh, is being tackled, the next step is finding accessible resources, cause mm-hmm. to especially to the youth. It's sometimes it's really expensive. You go to a private, you know, counseling. It's Definitely. so expensive. Uh, like it should be free, right? It should be part of like the government healthcare system, honestly super weird the fact that it's not especially in hong kong is such a stressful environment everything is so fast-paced everyone is pulling out their hair <laughs> <laughs> my hair is falling without being pulled out but yes what <laughs> due to the, the stress shampoo. oh darling the shampoo won't help this the hair falling <laughs> oh, wow. the stress i can't no matter what shampoo it's not gonna help it's still gonna fall <laughs> The thing is, like, we don't even need professional help for people, like, you know, friends. I feel like um, I've been hearing that a lot of people that actually go seek counseling, they just need someone to listen to them mm-hmm. and just rant it all out in a mm-hmm. place where there's no judgmental environment or they know that it's not going to be shared somewhere else. And I feel like what we can do is create that environment among our friends. Mm. and the more we talk about it like to our friends and ensure like hey whatever you're saying I won't judge you for it and thankfully like I've also had some high school high school friends I've who are still friends with me now and they Mm -hmm. actually stuck by my side too without judging whatever actions I did and yeah so it's it's been great and what I'm trying to get to is that no one like you're saying what was that what was that phrase the theme of today's oh ichigo ichi a basically like (laughs) i love it (laughs) basically like you're saying is that each experience is so unique um even when you're going through something traumatic or something as a friend you can only sympathize and empathize like no one else would understand you and when I was going through my struggle I felt like no one around me understands me and they wouldn't because YOLO right like that one time one place one phrase like you're the one experience everything so everything is really unique to you each experience each encounter like if you get someone to watch a movie and you ask them to recall the movie everyone's going to say something different Mm -hmm. and that's how I can link it to mental health. Like, if you listen to someone's depre- depression story and you hear it to someone else, at the same way, there's like some similar symptoms and similar themes, but it's just so unique to that person. And when you ask to pinpoint like what caused you to depression, it's so hard. It's very, it's scattered everywhere. And it's like a puzzle piece. Like, it's because of this, it's because of that, it's because of family, because of relationships, because of work. And it's like, the way I got depressed was so unique because of my environment, my choices, everything that was happening to me. And that's why it's great if you can find people around you who um, understand that and, yeah, are supportive of you. This is such, like, a great wrap-up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go and follow Joanne. She's on LinkedIn, she's on YouTube, she's on Instagram. Um, can't go and follow her. Oh, she also has the Instagram called Humble, The Humble State. Yeah? Yeah, for some daily inspiration, motivation. Yeah. Yeah. So, thanks for coming. Thank you.